How can access to government data improve our daily lives? Who are the people making this data work for us? From the Chicago Policy Review and the University of Chicago, this is Chicago Policy Radio. I'm your host, Julie Cooper. On February 5th, I went to 1871, a work center for digital startups located in downtown Chicago's historic merchandise mart. I went to attend the weekly OpenGov Hack Night run by an organization called OpenCity. OpenCity, according to their website, is a group of volunteers that create apps with open data to improve transparency and citizen understanding of our government. The weekly hack night is a meeting point for interested individuals from a variety of backgrounds to learn about and work on open city projects and other projects related to the creation of civic-minded applications. I spoke both with the hack night's co-organizers, Derek Eder and Juan Pablo Velez, as well as with some participants at that particular meeting. What follows is my interview with Derek and Juan interspersed with comments from Hack Night attendees. Derek Eater is a website developer, the owner of Data Made LLC, an open government and open data web consulting company, and a co-founder of OpenCity. Juan Pablo Velez is a civic technologist with OpenCity and previously did a stint as a journalist for the now defunct Chicago News Cooperative, covering Chicago for the New York Times. First off, let's orient ourselves uh, ourselves a little bit within the world of open data. Um, the word hack has a pretty bad <laughs> reputation, and hack night actually sounds or may sound a bit uh, nefarious to some people. <laughs> so tell us about hack nights and open city more generally. Sure, so I'll address the first point. So I'd say that hacking is and, and being like a, a hacker is kind of one of those things that is it's a word that has a very broad definition. Uh, a lot of people think of it and it has a different image that comes to their mind whenever they, when they hear that word. Uh, I like to think of it as somebody who can uh, work with a lot of varying technologies uh, to make uh, a product or a piece of code that kind of pulls from a lot of different areas. And so the, the context in, in terms of what we do uh, with the Hack Night is essentially it's a group of people that come together once a week to work on uh, civic projects and, and pretty much, quote, hack together uh, applications based on various different data sets that the city's released, various technologies that are open and available for people to use, uh, and put it all together to make uh, something that is gener generally useful to citizens of Chicago. Uh, and that kind of um, aligns with what the sort of overall goal of Open City is. Uh, it's essentially a group of volunteers, uh, developers and designers who uh, in their sort of spare time uh, work on applications exclusively with open data, open source tools, and uh, on projects that are civic in nature, meaning that they uh, add some sort of benefit to the citizens uh, of, in, in our case, Chicago. So uh, OpenCity um, started about uh, a year ago, and we've been doing hack nights pretty much on a weekly basis since April. So we've had almost 40 hack nights 
Uh, and it's kind of just, the purpose of the hack night is really to have a consistent place for people to show up and collaborate on projects together. And the need for, for it sort of came to be um, because there was all this data that the city started releasing. The, the new administration came in, Mayor Emanuel, uh, in the summer of uh, 2011, and they decided to embrace open data. And they decided to um, start releasing volumes and volumes of d data sets from across tons of, of different uh, city departments. So crime data, right? Every crime that's ever been reported in the city of Chicago Police Department since 2001, that's a data set. There's data sets on where all the fire stations are, or you know, there's stuff about CPS, there's stuff about uh, you know, recycling centers, there's, you know, and, and they keep releasing more. They have building footprints of literally every building in Chicago. So uh, there's just a, a huge volume of data out there, and at this point there are not enough people working at, on that data, or looking at that data, asking questions of it, doing interesting things with it. So the need for the Hackenet just came out of all this abundance of data and our desire to work on it and to do so in a way that was sustainable. Uh, it's every week. Uh, it started with developers, but now it's people uh, that don't have developing skills, they're just interested in data and open government in general. Okay, my name is John Owens. I'm a, a graduate student in geography and geographic information systems at Chicago State. And uh, my master's thesis work involves uh, open data. Uh, my name is Alnaz Moshverian, and I am a designer slash developer. My name is Nicholas Mader. I have my PhD in economics, and I'm interested in education uh, type projects and child and family welfare. And I work at uh, Chapin Hall at the University of Chicago. I'm uh, Tom Campari. I'm a Chicago resident. Uh, and also people from uh, city, county, and state government start showing up. And they get out of it. Um, it's basically uh, like basically a group of people who are technology experts, and they get to learn about different technologies, open source technologies, and they get to uh, help uh, developers work with their data, which is something that they are really interested in. Right? They're releasing this data, and they'd like to see some positive benefit from that. And one of the benefits is developers making apps, and you know, maybe it's a business, maybe it's just something for fun, but like doing something with that that data. Uh, right now I'm working with uh, the Chicago Public Schools on building an app to make sure kids and their parents know how to get their school, how to get their kids to school on time. Uh, so uh, there are a couple of moonshot type projects uh, that I'm interested in developing. Uh, so one is an exercise of how crime patterns not just are spatially located, but how they're spatially related to multiple things that are happening uh, in neighborhoods, you know, such as uh, you know if streetlights are out and that can be identified on 311 records, or you know, what the temperature is and you have visibility that day, or what the socio-demographic characteristics of a neighborhood are. How can or have we you seen already the open city apps affecting public policy or the way that the city government functions? Sure. So it's hard to hard to pinpoint where you know an action that we take actually has an effect. You know, so many uh, people and, and groups removed from us. But what I have seen since we've started making applications with open data under the open city banner. Uh, I mean, we've seen that the city of Chicago has essentially doubled down on, on open government and open data. They, they um, uh, 
the mayor released an executive order uh, to essentially require uh, every department in the city of Chicago to have someone in charge of releasing open data and making it actually like a required a required operation of, uh, of of every city department. So you know that's something that I wouldn't say I would take credit for, or our group would take credit for, but I think they see the kind of community that Open City uh, is fostering, and they see the kind of people and, and, all the, and all the output of this group, and they see that there's a ton of value in it, and, and, and they've decided that it's worth continuing and even um, you know, solidifying uh, their initial, um, their initial uh, goal of releasing open data. So there's two ways that the civic apps that we make uh, uh, can affect public policy. The first is um, that you you could analyze, you know, you could build a tool out of uh, uh, open data, you could analyze open data, and have that inform policy making. For example, so you're trying to set up a land bank to deal with uh, vacant properties in Cook County, which our commissioner Luke Gaynor just got passed, uh, <clears throat> and those folks had to figure out. Where they can't hit every neighborhood at once, so what places do we hit first? So that's like very much a data analysis problem. You have to know uh, something about where the vacant buildings are, and the cities open that data up. You also have to know a lot about how neighborhoods are changing, and that's you know that's the census basically. Um, and so you could do, so could do an analysis for them uh, to help them kind of design this policy, and then in the implementation, and then so, so that's that's kind of. It's kind of a open data feeding into public policy. And then there's more civic apps feeding into public policy. And then there's kind of civic apps as public policy, which is more like, say that part of uh, the land bank involves um, letting developers know what's available. Then you can build a tool for the developers um, to, to kind of facilitate that piece of, of, the, of, of the actual policy implementation. This is something that I like to think about a lot is at the end of the day, your your public policy gets translated into either a change in law or some organization doing something somewhere. And there's going to be a lot of there's going to be an interface between therefore between government, whether it's government as a body of laws or government as, as, a, as a government program, and some outside constituency. And those interfaces are often very kludgy, Whether we're talking about staying in line at at the DMV, or we're talking about trying to get something done on the city's website. So you, the city could always improve kind of how user-friendly and responsive it is to uh, citizens generally, but also to these very to these constituents that are uh, kind of the, the kind of the key actors in different policy areas. So in that case, developers and and abandoned buildings, but you could there could be a ton of other. Derek, you sort of alluded to this um, in when we were talking earlier about Hack Night generally, but what role can the non-programmers among us in the general public play in the mission of Open City and the work of that goes on during the Hack Night? Yeah, sure. So the you know, so web developers are kind of the beginning group that we found we formed with this Hack Night, and. There's only so much that they can do from a from a sort of a big picture perspective. Developers are great at taking data and visualizing it, or making a website and doing uh, fancy things with it, but not necessarily going to know what are the right questions to ask, right? Or what does this data even mean? Um, I kind of like to make fun of myself when I talk about 
like the, the value of having non-developers in the room, which is, you know, you can give me a spreadsheet of data and I can show it on a map and, ha and it'll look awesome and look pretty and it'll be usable even, right? But it won't mean anything potentially, right? And so the, the, the real value in getting people that are not just programmers at the Hacknet is you get this sort of other perspective because um, this stuff is complicated, right? Governments are complicated. There's a lot of nuances to them, and there's plenty of room. There's there's an absolute need for people that are passionate about certain subjects or or uh, you know very uh, educated in a certain subject, whether it be this you know maybe Chicago Public Schools or maybe it's like Juan was talking about with with vacant abandoned buildings. I mean, there's plenty of people that know those subjects way better than the average web developer, and that's where they can fit in. My question is, open data is great, but who's using it? Because that's kind of a, a measure of empowerment or people who have access to the internet and open data. And I'm thinking a great uh, thing to map would be standards of who's hitting, not just who, where the hits are coming from. In addition to, to knowing the domain, there's also just that the best civic apps are the ones that solve a real problem. But actually figuring, pinning down a real problem, either in government or that someone out in the city has, takes a ton of time. Like, that's almost the hardest part. It's much harder to figure out what problem to even solve. And that's someone that anyone, once they've got a little training, can do. It mostly involves just going out there, figuring out how a certain piece of the city works, and then talking to people and kind of talking to them enough that you figure out what their world is and, and what needs they have. And then you actually, and that's actually a huge contribution. What brings you to the Hack Night? It's a really interesting group of, I don't know, people that interesting in, interested in making the city better um, in different ways. Uh, it's, it's a cool place to sit down with your laptop, convene with other smart people, and work on code. So code working generally is very lonely, and uh, it's a good social atmosphere that you, know, you can plug into. And... Seeing other people kind of get excited about this stuff it energizes you to do more in that same vein. Um, I just come to see what people are working on, learn some new stuff along the way, kind of help people out with their projects if I can, but this is only my second or third time. Actually, a lot of it is the creative energy uh, and especially the opportunity to meet uh, people from really different backgrounds. So I'm, I'm one of the handful of social scientists and we have physical scientists and web developers and data visualization folks and uh, you know, spatial modeling folks. Uh, and just to be able to compare uh, notes on tools, methods, and projects. Uh, and uh, honestly, I, I think tonight I'm even going to work on projects kind of on my own, but just feed off the energy of uh, folks in the room. Uh, so I wanted to, I guess, wrap up with maybe a more fun question, which is, what is the most interesting piece of information you've learned about Chicago and or Cook County from looking at all this open data? There's a lot to learn. Um, I mean, I'd say that as far as individual data sets go, um, you know, I, I would say that, you know, it's not like one of them really wowed me. It's sort of just seeing the same pattern over and over again with all these different data sets. Um, you get it and you see maybe a spreadsheet, right? You see like a map. And that sort of t gives you this, like sort of like, just like opening the, the crack in the door just a little bit to see what's going on. And the more, and once, you, once you decide to start looking at a data set and diving into it, you unravel this huge sort of ball of yarn in terms of 
who are the people involved that made it, what are the policies that go in, uh, go into collecting that data. I mean, it's just huge, right? You get to see this tiny little snapshot, and you look at it, and you think you understand it. But as soon as you actually start diving into it, there's so much more that uh, you don't understand. And that's, that, I see that pattern every time I see a dive into a different data set. And there's just so much nuance and so, so much to learn from, from, people who, uh, from people in government and from other policy experts to help you understand that data. <coughs> the city uh, put out uh, uh, this kind of website where you can, kind of like FedEx, you will not only make a 301 service request because you're taxing the tree or whatever, because somebody torched your there's car. A, there's, and a there's a pothole. There's a pothole. So there was this really excellent pothole request. We could actually see how I was uh, kind of ping-pong back and forth by different departments that were being like, no, oh, totally not a pothole, totally a sinkhole. You're, your problem, Department of Water. Yeah. And it takes like, it took like three months for somebody to actually like correctly, <laughs> correctly call the thing what it was and then do something about it. So you get these kind of like, you know, the warts and all view of, of how, how stuff gets done. Well, thank you guys so much. And can you just remind us the website so people can check out Open City yeah. and the events? So the website is uh, opencityapps.org. And there's links to all the apps we've made, and then also a link to the um, to the Hack Night page, uh, which is uh, it has its own page, but it's easier to just remember. It's every Tuesday in the Merchandise Mart, uh, six o'clock. Great. Well, thank you both for talking with me. Sure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Chicago Policy Radio, a production of the Chicago Policy Review and the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Our podcast was produced and edited by Julie Cooper. Special thanks to Open City and to our many interview participants, John Owens, Nicholas Mader, Emily Rosengren, Tom Campari, Elnaz Moshvarian, and Young Jin Kim. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ryan Gee. You can find us at www.chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes. Thanks for listening and join us again next time. <laughs>